Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, 12D75423, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a 1.2 liter. My clock says 60,000, but sure I've driven 120. I've had multiple crashes, and I have outstanding finance of double my asking price. Not exactly as advertised, are we? Every second-hand car has a story to tell. Know the full story before you buy. Use the CCPC Car Buyers Checklist and know what to look for. Find out more at ccpc.ie forward slash car checks. From the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Hello and welcome to the Open Goal podcast, <clears throat> keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. I'm Mark Guidi and I'm delighted to say <coughs> I am joined by Open Goal's very own Simon Ferry. Looking, ah, then, looking remarkably fresh, opening day. Always look better when it's on the podcast, don't they? <laughs> One each, John. On One each, mate. Turn my coot cheers. Did you? Didn't I, mate? Sorry. No, I agree. William Hill, coot my hope, yeah. First game I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we never, we weren't great. Draw was probably a fair result. We Gus has got them quite, quite uh, well organised and really fit. So it was a tough game. Uh, first tough start. And alongside Simon, I'm delighted to say we are joined by the former Dundee United, Dundee United, Kilmarnock, Reading, <laughs> Scotland <laughs> striker. <laughs> One and only Andy McLaren, a good friend of Open Goals. Andy, good to see you. Thanks, Mark. Good <laughs> things. Good. Very Let's good, see you. Do you like that voice in the toilet? We'll share that with the listeners later. <laughs> Andy looking remarkably fresh, all times considered. Uh, so, what were you up to at the weekend, Andy? Did you go and take in a I didn't know. I sat and Jeff and the boys uh, watched the scores coming in. Um, I did. I've not seen. The, I've got the the highlights of all the games uh, recorded, so I've not had a chance to to see them. But some good results, some bad results. Um, uh, so I look forward to a, a, a good season again. When you look at, for, for example, the the top flight, you see Celtic winning, Hearts winning, Kilmarnock winning. Aberdeen and Rangers, a, a draw on the Sunday. Hibs getting a good victory um, against Motherwell uh, too. What do you make of the the opening weekend, guys? As a 
is it good to just to get that one under your belt and get moving or is there, is there not too much to, to read into it? I think there's going to be a massive gap this year with the top five and the rest of the, the league. I think all five of them look really strong. Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs and Hearts. I really fear for, is it, where is it, Lanarkshire? Two Lanarkshire clubs. Is that what they're fair, huh? Lanarkshire. Hamilton and Motherwell. Yeah, you fear That's for right, two. Yeah. yeah, you got a bit of geography as well. I really fear for the two of them. I mean, Motherwell, for Hibs to play on the what, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Fly back from Greece. Fly back yeah. from Greece. And it was a doing. It was 3 now after, what, 50 minutes? Mm-hmm. Usually one thing you're saying about Motherwell is that they're good defensively and well organised, but phew, defending was terrible. Eh? And, and to add to that, they've lost the boy Keeper. Mm-hmm. It's probably their best defender. I thought they looked much better when the boy Johnson came out front, the ginger boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the first 15 minutes, Hibs absolutely battered them. And Hamilton as well, I think Hearts could have been 8 or 9 for Hearts against Hamilton on, on Saturday. I, I think they looked impressive, didn't they? I think Livingston as well. I think you've got to fling them in. I think they'll <coughs> maybe, ho- ho- well, Ma- Hamilton and, and Motherwell will be looking for them to, to maybe dig them out a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, Every year you look at Hamilton and think they've gone a good in, don't you? And it, it, they've had a bad start, but I mean I don't think you can read too much in it. I think after a couple of weeks things begin to settle down. There's still the the windy's still open as well, so I think that that could have a have have a big impact on it as well. And as well, one team that I didn't mention at the top deliberately didn't mention because they've just come up to it was a brilliant result in Paisley for, for uh, Alan Stubbs friend of the programme and Alan uh, getting a good victory for, for St Mun against Dundee brilliant I was delighted for boy Danny Mullen as well because yeah. I played against him when he was at Livingston I always liked him uh-huh. works his tail off strong boy knows where the goal is but speaking of people that were at the game as well I think Dundee played quite well uh-huh. and to see that second goal actually baffles me Cammy Kerr's playing yeah. left back for one he's a right right fitted to pass the bottom with a boy two yards away from him he passes it back to a goalie that tries to take people on I mean 1-1 one, one. start of the second half you've got Moussa up front kick the bottom yeah. do you know what I mean it just, I'm not a fan for playing it for the back but yeah. there's times in a place isn't there you both X and D players also at different stages. I but you're, you're talking about Hamilton and and and, and Motherwell. You're talking about <laughs> you're talking about Livy. But can you see Dundee possibly getting dragged into it? Yeah, I do. We played Dundee and they play lovely football, but they've got nothing up top. Yeah. They've done. They've no got listen, they, they, they need somebody that's going to get them 12, 15 goals, um, and they're hard to come by. Aren't they? They're trying to get Lons Shankland to yeah. score again for. <laughs> For Air United, I mean, he looks as though it would, if you're kind of talking about that 100 to 150 grand, providing they would sell for that amount, he looks like it could be good value. The thing with Dundee is they've not got a striker that can score goals, but they've not got a midfielder that can score goals either. O'Hara did score goals for them, but he's away. Gilby Gills is a good player, but he doesn't score goals. Mm-hmm. Same with the boy Kamara, tidy football player, but I really, really struggle to see where Dundee's goals come from. Big boy Musa again missed a penalty, so there's his confidence shot straight away. Um, I think Shankland, good player. Played against him again at Aberdeen. Always liked him at Aberdeen. I think he should be playing in the Premier League, Shankland. Mm-hmm. I think he'll score goals, definitely. It's a no-brainer for me for Dundee to go and get him. We'll, uh, we'll go to Celtic, Aberdeen and Rangers in a minute, but we'll just while we're on it, we'll switch across the city and uh, the city of Discovery to, to Tannadice. <coughs> Andy, you spent a long number of years, a lot of affection for Dundee United. Are you concerned what's going on there at the moment? Yes. Um... Uh, they've got a great record against Dunfermline Dunfermline was Dundee United was kind of Dunfermline's bogey team so to get beat um, they actually took the lead as well um, and the, the noises up there aren't very good uh, I think um, there's a lot going on but I, I think the manager's uh, position is very 
very uncertain. Uh, I think another bad result, and I think he could be away. And then you're, you're back to the beginning again. You're back to the drawing board. You're starting for, you're starting for scratch again. Um, Do you not think he was, with all the respect him, and all for people getting an opportunity, but at the time it struck me he's been a strange appointment at the time bringing in Chabalaz. Yeah. I think that championship you need a guy that knows the league, don't you? Yeah. Um, well, he's been away for Scotland for what five years. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know the guy, but I can't imagine he's kept tabs massively in Scottish football. I was at a wedding on Saturday night in Dundee. Uh, loads of Dundee United fans there, and saying that this is the most disillusioned they've yeah. been at the club since they can remember. Even their signings, it's so short term at Dundee United. I mean, if United were to get promoted, I, they boys are not good enough to play in the Premier League. The signings that they've made, um, so short term, I, I honestly didn't see them finishing the playoffs this year. They don't seem to have a plan, but they just nope. seem to stumble through one disaster. And I was reading, a, somebody put a thread up, and the last three years have been absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Just everything that's went wrong, and and there, there doesn't seem any light at the end of the tunnel. It would be different if you were you were in a bad position, but you could see a bit of hope. And, mm-hmm. A strategy, yeah, a plan, a strategy, you know, yeah. a plan yeah. right, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It doesn't seem to be anything, it just seems to be game to game, week to week, just try to, try to kind of, I don't know, just mumble your way through it, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, they've got to go up this year, I think mm-hmm. they've got to go up this year, or they're buying in trouble financially as well. Uh, it is a shame because they are, in terms of Scottish football, Yeah, they're a great club, you know, mm-hmm. they're a really good fan base, they've got the potential... But they've got a lovely training facility yeah. in, in St Andrews. Lovely stadium as well. well you great think? stadium up there as well. You go and play football, and as I said, they just seem to have just lost the way in the last three years. It just there doesn't seem to be any leadership, both on a, and off the park. I don't think it's you were a real leader when you were there, weren't you? <laughs> no, but we had leaders. We had guys that men <laughs> proper football. Uh, uh, guys uh, that uh, we call you and, and things like that. You know, and it's missing that. I mean, that that comes for the top as well. You know, I mean, I think. The chairman, the chairman's not flavouring one th- up there either, you know. Mike so Martin, the, the guy who's taken over from well, Stephen Thompson. I, or? Well, I think Thompson's still about, and Stephen Thompson's still, uh, still a bit of Dubai to where the boy Mike Martin's in for him or, or whatever, you know. So as I say, I think it's the fans are, the fans are, uh, as Simon says, the fans are unsettled as well, um, and it's a shame, as you say, Mark, because it, that's a good club and great fans as well. Um, and it's it's sad to see. When you look at the the championship, we just stick with that for one minute. You look Dundee United, Inverness, Ross County, Partick Thistle, Falkirk, Dunfermline, Morton, Ayr. You know, Queen you, you you go through it, Queen of the South, um, as, as well, and Morton to, to to finish it off. There's there's the ten. And you look at the kind of managers I've got and some of the budgets that are there. Not every one of them is going to manage to be successful. Not every one of them can obviously can be top four pushing for promotion. So there could be a couple of, if you want to call it, big managerial casualties in there yeah. because you know they all carry one games every week. Thistle are another one that kind of seem to find their confidence for the last year. Another defeat. Is it Air beat them against that? Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of that this year. I think it's going to be a stronger league than it was last year. I think um, it's got to be a really difficult league because you, you, you name the teams here. Everybody in that league can beat everybody. Each other, you know, so it's, it's it's going to be a really tough league to call. Um, I, I've got a wee thing for them, family. Not just after them beating, but I think they've they've got people that can score goals, mm-hmm. haven't they? And if you get goal scorers, you've always got a chance. I think County will win it though. I think North County will. I think they've got yeah. the strongest squad in the league. He yeah. struggled a bit on Saturday, but no. Uh-huh. But I think I think Gardine was missing, who's a big player for them. Um, 
once he gets back, I think I think they'll be too strong for that for that division. I think as well, you were talking about you know maybe a lack of leadership and stability in United. There is stability at Ross County, and if they are there or thereabouts, which you would expect it to be come January, you can imagine the chairman there, Roy McGregor, backing the the manager and having a wee go to to, to try and get them over the line. That's the difference between a Ross County and United in the minute. There's a long-term strategy at Ross County. You know, the chairman loves the club. Everyone knows that, and he backs his manager at the hilt. Could you say the same at Dundee United? You know, just now. Um, so I think even if both clubs were to get promoted, Ross County would be better set for, for going into the Premier League than Dundee United would. On the Premier League then, we'll, we'll get to that uh, now, the fixture of the weekend, the one that the, the most anticipation to whet the appetite was Aberdeen v Rangers at Petaudry. Did the fixture live up to it or was it a, a wee bit disappointing because of the fact that it became 10 v 11 so early in the game? It's nothing worse, is it, when a game, you're excited for a game and then somebody gets sent off after 12 minutes. Um, should it have been a red card for Morelos? I think it should have. You can't kick somebody, can you? But then again, Scott McKenna, maybe he should get at least a yellow for the barge on Morelos, you know. Twice he's barged them, but mm-hmm. you can't kick people on a football pitch. Red card, Andy? I'd not seen it, but according to it, it was soft, wasn't it? It was soft, but according to the rules, it was... Uh, according to the rules, that's what I'm saying, uh, it's a sending off. But the letter of law, it's a sending off. Certainly, but Rangers, I think, are going, are going to have today. Yeah. But people are going to have wee nibbles at Morelos if that's mm. what he's going to do. Mm. You know, it's part of the game. You know, you try and use anything, anything to get that, that wee advantage. You know, so he's going to need to get used to it. I mean, the manager spoke about it Thursday, Friday. He was talking about it at his press conferences. So they, they must have been aware that was that was what was going to happen. You know, so mm. you've got to. Given the fact then that Rangers were down to 10 men, if you look at now this Stephen Gerrard's Rangers team and compare it to last season under Pedro Cachina and, and Graham Murray, one thing that you can say about Rangers, they are organised, they are competitive and they're playing for their, they're playing for their manager, they're playing for their, their club. That was certainly evident uh, to see on, on Sunday afternoon. Definitely, I thought they'd done really well with 10 men. <clears throat> Better team with 10 men, definitely. Uh, I like the middle of the pitch. I think they've got energy legs, guys who are winners. I think Jack's a good football player. Mm-hmm. Like him when he was at Aberdeen. Arfield, I know, a good player. And Boy Koulibaly can, can run all day. Um, they three really impressed me. Um, and like you say, organised at the back. Goldson and Cat. Other than the goal, I don't know what Goldson's doing for the goal, but uh-huh. I even think Flanagan at this level does well. Mm-hmm. Um, much more organised. Um, and even you look at Tavi, you know, think back to a couple of the, the old fun games at the end of last season. It was just, you know, I don't know if it was all getting to him. It just... He was switching off easily. He was getting beaten mm-hmm. uh, easily um, down the wing. But now you look at him there, and he actually looks as if he's he's reveling in this captaincy role that, that, that Stephen Gerrard's given him. The thing that Gerrard's got is that they'll no want to let him down. Yeah. So guys going past you, he, he, you can see from the side he'll not accept that. You know, one thing I like about Gerrard on the side is he's on his players all the time, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what Rangers need that group of players. Um, so they'll no get away with anything. Even in pre-season, I watched him and big boy Goldson gave a slack pass. And he was on him straight away. Um, it's about standards, isn't it? It's uh-huh, about, exactly. And, and he's going he's gonna to raise his standards. If he raises, if he gets 5% out of every other player, they're going to be a lot closer, you know? Because last year, what was it, 12? He only finished with 12 points or something, I think, it ended up. Well, so I think, actually, look at the stat. Last season, Rangers took 10 points out of 12 from, from Aberdeen. I, th- I think they took 1 out of 12 um, from Celtic. Uh, Rangers so when you think you know, if, if you can keep that going and yet you still finish behind Aberdeen yeah. but you can keep that going and you can get something from, from Celtic eventually I don't think they've won in was it the last 10 old firm games or something like that then you've got to imagine that, that, that Rangers would be would be closer this season Aye 
Um, I think it depends on the European stuff as well. I think if Rangers get through the group stages, I think that'll maybe impact on it as well. Obviously, Rangers want to get into Europe. It's a financial gain of it. But if Celtic are playing, Celtic get Champions League and Rangers get, get European, it kind of it'll kind of even itself up but if, if it doesn't you know it's, they'll maybe need to put on a two mare in you know for, for the squad as well the fact that uh, you said the record against Aberdeen was good last year and then they're dropping points at home against lesser teams yeah. that tells you it's a mentality thing doesn't it mm-hmm. particularly Ibrox exactly they're, they're, they're and I don't think Ibrox last season Gerard don't allow that mentality to creep in I don't think I think they'll be a, a much tougher team to beat this year Rangers yeah. I suppose as well when they play on Sunday at home to St Mirren then you'd imagine, like, for example, we're saying dropping points against so-called bottom six teams last season. You put a marker down right away, your first league game at Ibrox, and you make sure you get in and you get a good victory just to set set the tone. I think the fans will be a wee bit more on their side as well. I think last year, if they were only one or two up after 10-15 minutes, the crowd started turning. I think mm. it'll be a wee bit different this year. I think they'll give them that wee, wee bit more, they'll have a bit more patience with them, um, which, is, which is important, you know, because there's nothing worse if you're nothing each and, and then the crowd starts getting in your back and as you say the boys that are maybe only playing that well or their confidence is low you know I, I think the, the, the fans the fans will be backing them you know at home I don't think I think last year was a wee bit different mm-hmm. wasn't it the fans were turning up and things weren't right there I think things are a, a lot different this year you look at Aberdeen uh, last minute equaliser from young Bruce Anderson coming off the bench, but considering Aberdeen played against a Rangers team for, for 80 minutes with an extra man, was was the performance a little bit disappointing from Aberdeen in terms of the fact that they really didn't work Alan McGregor at all? It's not a name that you see a lot now, Bruce, is it? <laughs> well done, wee Bruce. Uh, um, I was a bit disappointed, but understandable as well. I mean, what was it, extra time against a Premier League team on the, on the uh-huh. Thursday? Uh, it does take it out of you, of course it does. Um, again, Rangers do- dominated the ball, but never really made a lot of chances. You know, Aberdeen are always going to be that well-organised team with, with Dell in charge. It was just going forward. The big boy Cosgrove never never gave much. Um, thought they looked a m- lot more lively when the wee boy Anderson came on. I think he had a couple of chances before he's before he's going. Mackay Stevens as well. You know, he played 180 minutes. He never played a lot of football last year. You know, he was in and out. Same at Celtic. So to play two games in a week for quite a lot of the players and young players as well, like Cosgrove, who's only young, it is tough, isn't it? And it was the type of games they were, wasn't it? You know, they were. Pressure High games, profile, uh, big games, you know, and I mean the, the game doing at Burnley, they put they put a lot, a lot of effort into that, didn't they? They were doing a lot of uh, pressing, and a lot of pressing, and and, and then it goes to 120 minutes, and as you say, you're back up the road, and so listen, I, I think it'll take a couple of weeks for for it to bed in, wouldn't it? You know, the, the way Aberdeen are wanting to play, and they've got a couple of different players in as well. So, but you look at it though, and I get, I know it's only one game, but you you've mentioned. Cosgrove going right in there as a number nine. What we're, we're spoken about, um, Morelles as well. As much as Morelles is a goal scorer, for me he does it straight. He's been a goal scorer. It's going to get you yeah. win you the league. I think yeah. that Rangers still I think need the a two of them are lacking up. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Both clubs, you know, because they want to challenge. They're, they're going to have to go and find a, a number nine from somewhere between now and August thirty first. You, you need somebody. Well, see if you're playing, you don't come cheap. No. If you're playing up front with Rangers, you should be getting twenty twenty five a season in Aberdeen fifteen twenty. You know, because eighty and ninety percent of the games they played, they've got they've got most of the possession. You know, but can you see Morelos getting you twenty five thirty goals? Can you see an Aberdeen strike getting twenty? And that's that's the difference. Be. With, with, with them and Celtic Celtic have got two three strikers there that will get you 20-25 I think that's been Aberdeen's one thing they've missed the past couple of years isn't it a good striker 
I know Rooney scored a couple of goals, but I didn't think his link-up play was that great. Um, but I think the way they play, they make themselves hard to beat and try and... Hard for strikers, do uh-huh. and, and, and try and nick a one now, so it's hard for strikers, you know, it's hard with your... Because the way Dell is, he, he bolts for the back, doesn't it? He makes the teams hard to beat, and you know, and... And Aberdeen are never going to go and beat teams four and five and six now. Mm. You know, they're like one or two, you know, mm-hmm. so that's. And it's difficult for a striker who's going to play up where he's shell and, and maybe not get as much many chances. It'll be interesting to see who plays up front for Rangers if Morelos is suspended on Saturday. Who, 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 who comes in? I know. I kind of think who would play up there. Uh, the, the boy who got on loan from. Oh, uh, from Big Roma, boy. Uh, uh, Sadiq. Um, what else could they do? They could, could they put. Windash through the middle, Jamie Murphy through the middle, they, they could maybe look at something like that. Or they, they, yeah, might have somebody, they might have somebody signed between now and Sunday. Yeah, You're going to challenge set for the league, you need two natural strikers, two, two goal scorers, didn't you? They need to get yeah. somebody in, definitely. Yeah. We'll wait and see. At Celtic Park, they're certainly not short of, of goal scorers and you know one guy again who's just, he seems to just get better with every game is, is Odson Edward and even at eight, nine million pounds, he already looks to be an absolute steal we've been impressed with him you know, again the way he started the season oh, he's a big boy isn't he he's, a, he's got everything he really does um, I mean you look at where he lacks and I can't see anywhere you know he's got pace power he can link the play he's a goal scorer didn't I see him miss many chances Edward I've, every time he gets put through it's a goal you know he's he very composed so cool, he, he, does, he, very he doesn't composed. look he doesn't look flustered in that position that's the sign of a right good striker isn't it he, he you play with some guys and you just they get through one on one and you know they're going uh-huh. to score and it's a great feeling that if you've got if you've got strikers like that you know you you can maybe be under the cosh but you know one of the guys is going to is going to sneak you something. The one as well I've only seen the highlights but Roderick looked unplayable yeah. again and he just gets better and better Tom Roderick. He had a quite a disappointing World Cup I thought mm-hmm. the games I watched never really got involved as much as he he does when he yeah, plays. Yeah, also for Australia just couldn't he, they had him in the team but they've only actually yeah, played his strengths in that final third. Yeah. No. And yeah. they do it here, you know, that everything goes through him, which he thrives on. He's brilliant as well, see the way he takes the ball and half time. Lovely to watch, isn't it? On that, just, you know, Celtic still looking to bring a couple in the door. The, the latest one that, that Brendan Rodgers has, has brought up again is, is Patrick Roberts. Do you think Celtic need him back? No, I don't know, personally, no. no. I don't know, I think so. I mean, James Forrest has been brilliant last year. I thought he was Celtic's best player last year, James Forrest. I mean, do you bring somebody up again, giving them massive wages to sit on the bench? Which he did quite a lot last year, you know. He started yeah. off quite well, but in the main, James Forrest has played ahead on the time he's been here. Yeah. Um, and I just think a fit and strong James Forrest is more effective than Patrick Robert. I know a lot of people want to agree with me, that, but I think when you look at yeah. assists and goals. I think because d- he gets back the way he's up doing it, you know, and he, he helps you can back the way as well. Whereas Roberts will get fans off his, off his seats and stuff, but. There's another side taking back the way, and I, I, I think James is a lot better and going back the way. The thing now as well is if Griffiths and Dembele are fit, Edward takes up one of the wide play- yeah. places as well. I mean, <sighs> and you've got Sinclair there as well. I don't think that's that's a need, does it? You know, it's. it's there's other places it could maybe be strengthened, you know. Maybe you consider. I know they're different positions, but you've lost an attacking threat in, in Stuart Armstrong mm. so far now. Um, so maybe Roberts, you know, fills a a hole in, in, in terms of just giving you that extra you've option. You've still got your two there, you've got your Rogic and you've got McGregor who's been unbelievable as well. Brilliant. Um, and I think McGregor's a first choice now as well, so there's, you know, so there's, I know you want competition for places, but you don't want, I don't think you want too many, you but know, uh, you, you maybe having one, two for, for each position, but 
in that case it'll be three or four you know because mm. you, you've got Sinclair you've got Forrest you've got Roberts you've got Edwards you've got Rog you know they're all kind of battling for seven or eight places for, yeah, for yeah, two yeah. positions really yeah. in it you know because you, you've got one of them uh, you've got Dembele who's going to Dembele's I think your main starter isn't he um, but in saying that big man Edwards I think he's pretty sure the main man the thing at Boyata see that they fool him is it nine million yeah. So that center, if he One goes in, you, you need to get a centre half in, don't you? I think they were going to go for McKenna maybe, but he's done. Looks like he's done his hamstring, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's another option at the way. Yeah, they're certainly going to be between now and, and and Thursday. Certainly going to be interesting. Celtic players are interesting to see what happens between now and then. Celtic play against Livingston on Saturday. Going to be a long, tough season for for Kenny Miller and these boys. It is, and I think speaking to Lee Miller last week. Kenny's wanting them to play a bit more and I think that kind of done them here I think we Scotty Robinson tried to play a couple of times whereas maybe in the championship you get away with that but here they were on them straight away they nicked the ball from and they end up scoring so it's going to be a tough one Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kenny, because obviously his philosophy is he wants to play football, but can he do that with that group of players is always a big question. I think he might. They go to success last year with being direct and hard uh-huh. to beat and determined and, and things like that. And also, you're changing what you had your success for, you know, and try to, because the type of players they had, that was the type of players uh-huh. that were going battle and be hard to beat. And I think that's that's a better way to go in, in a, a league where you're going to be you're going to be struggling this week you're, uh-huh. you're not going, they're not going to have a lot of the ball Livingston this weeks. they're going to be you know so they're going to they're going to need to just scrap and battle and, and bite you know and listen you come up and try everybody wants to play nice silky football but sometimes you've got to you've got to do what you're good at who's it? going down Andy? Who's, who's Livingston for me Livingston going down who's in the playoff? Hamilton Hamilton Levy and Hamilton. Okie dokie, we're on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground. I'm Mark Goody, delighted to say, joined by Andy McLaren and Simon Ferry. We're in association with our friends at William Hill. We've just had a blare about the opening weekend in the SPFL Premiership. We're going to speak about 
Football trips, Hibs had an absolute trip from hell, uh, but they still managed to get through uh, and they're away tie in Greece and they're playing again on, on Thursday night in the Europa League qualifiers. And we're also going to look down south, big kick-off down there this weekend. We'll touch on the Man City-Chelsea uh, community Shield game is that something that we should bring into Scottish football and also we'll get the guys to give their predictions on who's going to win the title there and who's going to be going down finishing in that bottom three ok Hibs away to Greece hotel problems travel problems their fans ended up being let let down because they had to cancel flights what did you make it you think there was a a bit of skullduggery involved at the at the Greek end or was it just one of those unfortunate things somebody says to me that Lenny was sitting next to Adam Bogdan and somebody thought the seats were on fire (laughs) 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 was he not (laughs) so what was Lenny blaming was he saying that the Greek club were trying to sabotage it a little bit yeah there was was maybe hints that that they weren't being you know um, as accommodating as you know away teams in Europe should be in terms of looking after their their host and their guests and then the the hotel they eventually into had a power cut and stuff like that as well so there was so much going on that made you think I remember when I travelled with the first I think it was either Hearts it was Hearts away actually you know the hotel right next to the castle or it was either Hearts or Aberdeen it was one of the, the two the Balmoral Hotel was it? Uh, and there was a wedding Hearts or Aberdeen? Uh, I can't remember <laughs> close to each other I can't remember if it was there or we were away at Aberdeen but uh, there was a wedding on and it was full of the other team's fans and we were playing them the next day and the, the fire alarm was off about uh, three times at that night and uh, they were all going nuts uh, so it does happen of course it does um, I, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have surprised me if the old Greeks have, have sabotaged it because you've that. seen that haven't you they're outside the hotel all night uh-huh. with flares and singing and all that you know so that's, that's always been have you done any like that Andy on your on your I've had a few bad trips <laughs> we, we, we'd <laughs> one and um, we went away to Slovakia once we'd done the United and it was, a, it was horrendous the hotel was absolutely minging um, I slept with a tracksuit on I soaked on my hands the hotel was minging I went in for a try to begin for a shower and there was Big spiders and all that, and the food was horrendous. Uh-huh. It was. We get beat. You twinned up with somebody. I think I was in me. I think it was in me. We were all we winners, but it was just. It was. It was horrible. The fans loved it. They saw. They saw. That saw. It's usually hanging off someone else. Had to break it. But that was the, the food. No, that was minging as well. But it, it, it be fair, the fans loved it. The fans. It was the cheapest place in the world. The fans were having champagne breakfast for about three. <laughs> so, so they loved it, but as I say, it was it wasn't the greatest. I had a bad one. I was uh, I went away pre-season with Mo- Tony Mowbray, and the, the first leg of the trip, I think you had to fly to Dubai, and then it was Dubai to Australia. So the first, it was business class. So it was just you and somebody else next to each other. Fucking got big Sammy, didn't it? <laughs> Fucking big man, never hours. said <laughs> a, never said a word for twenty four hours, man. <laughs> Honestly, I was. Did you just, did you just have to sit and comb his hair? <laughs> <laughs> second half of the trip, Paddy McCourt buzzing. <laughs> Sammy was saying the same thing about you, <laughs> Me and Paddy had so much food, I think he was slipping as a couple of beers, so that was better. Made up for the 24 years of Big Sammy, man. Oh Sammy my god. Oh, mate, there's another one. Lamanga, we went with Gordon Strachan, and all the rooms had got picked. and the manager put me with me Sean and st- I just seen the colour drain out of wee Sean's face <laughs> a week me and Sean man off he was devastated I could tell <laughs> he was yeah. talking to us about coffee and all that. I've not got a clue man he loves coffee uh-huh. best Sean. room mate Andy 
Robbie. Robbie made a good cup of tea. Cheat, to be fair, <laughs> cheat towards the end. People, I, I, I started getting put in myself. I don't know. That was <laughs> I, think, I don't know if people just refused to give me or whatever, but as I say, I, the, the last couple of... It's probably because you didn't wash these socks. <laughs> 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 um, no, but I, Robbie was always good. Um, aye. But as I say, it's... There's always Did you ever do the pranks with each other? Or? Ah, the trips were night pre-season trips were the worst yeah, trips in the world. Because they take you in the middle of nowhere. I remember we went to, I think it was Norway or something, and it was horrendous. We were there for 10 days, and it was like... It was this with Jim arriving? Or it was, I think it was Burley Kirkwood, and it was it was like Largs we stayed in, in the middle of nowhere, and I remember Big Elvis walked... It was Largs, isn't it? A lovely front, oh, home of football. It was horrible. Um, and Big Elvis ended up walking off the training ground one day because we were just all slotting each other. It was just, and he just walked half <laughs> it and, and walked back. To, but that was horrendous. I mean, pre-season trips are always horrendous, aren't they? Yeah. Because you're just you're running every day, and um, nah, I could, as long as you get an eye out the end, of it, that was the main thing. Wasn't Brilliant. It? <laughs> I know that was it, but that, that's going out. We went to the uh, what's it called? That hungry place. Budapest. Hungarian. <laughs> uh, two ten days over there, and we hardly never gave us a night out. Eh? Devastated. The boys are double we sessions. At, I think we did it. Huh? We done. We it, done huh? one. My first ever trip. We went to Holland and all the boys skipped it. We, all, we were all climbing out windies and everything. It was like fucking SES. We were all jumping out. <laughs> Everybody dressed in black and all that. And we jamming luggy fun out and came down to the, the pub. End up there was a fight and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Kinning and all that. End up in the papers. It was brilliant. It was my first ever trip. I was about seventeen and rather than try and show a good attitude I, was a, I, think, I, was, I think I was the first one out <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me that though and you said oh there's no nights out or that. but why should you get a night out you're there you're there to, you're there to work and you're there to prepare it's bizarre but so why should you get a night out it's just always been a given isn't it you yeah. got a night out because I, I was talking about it the other day it's, it's, it's mental because you basically you run your guts out for two weeks, get yourself mega fat, and then... <laughs> you want a night in? Aye. But we used to always date on a Saturday. You used to come in on a Saturday morning and get absolutely battered, right? And that would be the end of... Because you wouldn't see the ball for two weeks. You would just, yeah. you'd just be running for two weeks. And then you get the Saturday. I remember the day United used to do, I think it was three 800 yarders and three 1500 yarders. And it was, it was horrible. They were horrible runs. Mm. And then right after that, the boys would all just go out and get absolutely <laughs> smashed. Can it defeat the purpose of what you've done? Going to, I, would, I would just say, if you're going to get a night out, right, and they know as well doing it at the start, start of the trip. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, no. say, right, that's it. I just think a night out is good. Just, it's meant to be just, this is a reward for your, but for your graph. See, to be you know? fair, right enough, see when they say you can have a night out, it's like you can have two or three pints, right? And that's, it's they always say that. And, Aye, and it never works that way. It never works that way because you give 20 boys three pints, they just... Wild. Yeah. I just think a night out pre-season's good because new boys come in yeah. and you you get to know boys straight away on a night yeah. out, you know, you get to see the funny side of them and that's why I enjoy a night yeah. out pre-season. you do the initiation stuff, you need to get up and whatever the boys sing a song, did you do all that? Who was you just find out who the maniacs are, didn't yeah. you? Know, you, you get what was your song? What was your, what was your chant? My was song? Not? I think mine was, um, mine was uh, The Drifters, Under the Boardwalk. Oh. Great song, isn't it? Classic. Uh, who remember I told you Andy Hinkle's joke? We are sinking, we are sinking. What is it you are sinking of? German <laughs> Coast Guard fucking went doing like a shit sandwich. One. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, but the initiation boys are actually getting a proper thing about the initiations. I, 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 I honestly, I never, we never really had any like that. I'm going to be honest. I can't remember. I've none of the clubs. I, no, no, I've no. I nowadays. But I can't remember. Did you see the? Uh, 
the PSG players with, with Thomas Tuchel. No. Uh, he was doing his press there, wherever they were, in, in their, their pre-season tour there. And he's actually in after the game, doing his, his, his post-match with, with all the media, and he gets stormed by the PSG players. They started scooshing water over him, pouring drinks over him, and then made him uh, sing a song as part no, of the initiative. Right? Is he alright? He sang, uh, was it Terrell, Happy? But... It seems strange. That wasn't me singing, that was Simon. It seems strange. It was strange to see a manager getting taken on that way, but then when you watched the full clip, you thought, do you know what? What a great atmosphere. It looked great, and the manager, and I know he's he's only his late 30s, you know, but he thought it was great just to see him join him. The Canny was good like that. He loved that. Moves like Jagger, do you remember that song? So he got up and done that, and then we won the league, and they got a party on the pitch at Swindon. Just because it was the canoe, he ended up getting top loader in the lightning season. So they fucking yeah. played, and the canoe was up on the stage at 90 degrees. He had leather gloves on. <laughs> Dancing in the moonlight. Hashing <laughs> myself laughing at him. Man. <laughs> Brilliant. Unbelievable. You could imagine me jumped in that. Finding you in the moonlight. Aye, brilliant. Good wee stories there for the boys, right? We've got, oh, what have we got, eight or nine minutes to go on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Okay, the English champions, Man City, they, they beat Chelsea with a, a bit to spare there on Sunday in the traditional curtain raiser, the, the community shield. Um, first of all, what do you make of that fiction, how do you do that down in England? And do you think that's something that we should do, look to do up here? I don't like that. it. It's kind of half-arsed, half isn't it? It's I watched it for the first 20 minutes and Leeds versus Stoke was on, yeah. so I watched that competitive game. I mean, they say it's a competitive game, but you get water breaks and you have five subs, so it's mm. not a competitive game. If you want to make it a competitive game, go three subs and, and do it properly, but nah, I've no time for it. I don't think it would work. I think as well, if you brought it up here, one thing you've got to remember, you know, if it was Celtic v Rangers or Celtic v Aberdeen or Hearts v Hibs or whatever it ended up being... Um, we already play each other a minimum no, four no. times and, and to introduce that again and with our season being so cramped where would we fit it in in terms yeah. of the calendar and the League Cup now as well it's yeah. Yeah. I know that starts Saturday, Tuesday, Tuesday didn't you yeah. there's no time for it and the, the teams in Europe as well the teams are back so early you know the, the Premier League teams ah, it's different down, it's different down there I've got that I mean your teams are playing in Europe aren't they uh-huh. you know they're playing in Europe for, for June, July so they wouldn't they as you say Mark it's trying to fit it in uh, where would you where would you fit it in and It'd be alright if it was Celtic Rangers, but could you imagine if it was, you know, you've got a half half full hand in, and it just, it just it doesn't. I, I think it looks good down there because you've got at Wembley, and you've got a hundred thousand there. And saying that, I think that was half empty as well down there on Saturday, wasn't it? You and know, the game's so. at a snail's pace, isn't it? I yeah, watched a couple of, couple of minutes, and it's, nah, it's not a football game for me. It doesn't, it's not competitive. It's no, it's not much point. I don't think. Well, they they are. League season uh, starts this weekend, Friday night, Man United v Leicester is the first game on the tail and then the rest is over Saturday. Sunday, fair to say, Man City, the team to beat again down there. <sighs> You've got to, You've got to say that. I don't think anybody will get near them again. I really no. don't. Not even Liverpool? No, I don't. I just, I think they're, I think they're still a good bit in front of everybody. Um and Pep's get these standards into it. Uh-huh. They're not going to get dropped. Um, and they were they were a good bit in front of everybody this year. And I don't think anybody's they've no brought anybody. You think I'm surprised that he's not. You know? I'm surprised he's not brought more players. I thought he'd have brought in two or three. It's only Mares, isn't it? Yeah. That he's brought in. And I don't think Mares starts for him. 
No, he scored. No. Um, I mean, Mendy's back in the squad now. He was injured for most of he'll be like a new signing last there. season. He's like a new signing. Who never went to World Cup either, yeah. so he's got a point to prove as well. He's been carrying a knock for a wee while. He's a hundred. Um, Percent and the young forgive me for forgetting the young English boy that's all raving about good, down there uh, that he's seems to be what he can uh, get um, involved. Um, I think the left well. back one was a p- position that they kind of felt that Delph yeah. played in and the wee boys Fiatchenko played there a couple of times. But I think Mendy looks like a right good player as well. So if you've mm-hmm. got a fully fit Mendy, I watched as I say 20 minutes and he was up and down. Um, but surely Liverpool, let's look at Liverpool, the biggest spenders 170, 180. Million, Keita, Shakiri, Allison, the goalkeeper, a couple of others, um, and as well Fabinho. Liverpool finished what four twenty-five points behind Man City, but they did beat City in the league. But you look at the points Liverpool dropped; they dropped points to the three teams that were relegated: Swansea, mm-hmm. West Brom, and Cops teams have always been kind of been like that, aren't they? they get but yes, if, but if they can the get games. that, if they can get that consistency, out, huh? their game. You know, then you think they've, they've got to be, they've got to be in the boat there. Well, sure. like Van Dyke getting better. The goalkeeper's yeah. got to be. Worth they've got to be close on twenty-five points, isn't it? You know, yeah. Stoke they drop points to Stoke as well. Yeah, um, they've got to be closer, but and can, can Salah have the same season as he had last? No, year? I don't think so. No, I, 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 for me, this has got to be an interesting season for Salah because I don't, I genuinely don't think he can have it. Yeah, teams again. will be wise to him now. Huh? I, I, just hard to keep. I think that. he's maybe one of the guys. It's, that sounds a bit harsh, but you've seen guys like that have an unbelievable season, and then the next season it's, it's dead hard to follow that up, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I think a lot of his, his goals last year, it was it was having one of his seasons. Everything he was hitting was going in. I don't think I don't mm-hmm. think that happens two years in the I really don't. I don't. For me, I'd but listen. I'd love to see him do that, but I, for me, I don't think he will. The three London clubs. Um, I've got Spurs, not signed anybody yet. They're looking to get two or three out the door, and you've got Chelsea and Arsenal both with with new managers. Do you see the challenge, the main challenge to Man City coming from one of the London clubs? No, no I think the three have got got poorer. I, th- I think they've not signed anybody. You know, you need to. I think Chelsea have went backwards as well. Chelsea, are looking, you're looking quite uh, leaving leave and Hazard. Yeah. I think if Hazard leaves, I think Chelsea will struggle. If, Struggle. Uh, I think they struggle. Point. They could finish six. I think they could because Hazard's that, that big a player for them. Uh, every every, t- every player at Spurs kind of sign never end up playing for them. They signed the boy Moura uh-huh. for PSG and the, the fullback area area. Never seem to play. You know, I think the last good sign in the HUD. Who would you say? I can't even remember. You know, somebody that's came in and made an immediate Im- impact. Going to the new stadium over that with that. Be a help to him or that take them a while to, to, to bed in I think way. Harry Kane's massive for them if Harry Kane clicks in but I think all their eggs in the one basket with him uh, you know if he gets injured Son's away as well in, in international duty for the first few weeks of the uh, season yeah. I like Son uh, he's a good player as I say I think they're relying too much on, on, on Harry Kane Man United we touched them last week <laughs> Simon Andy for, for you are Man United top three or are they going to be more like fifth six? No, I think they'll be top three, but just because I th- I, I don't think Tottenham or Arsenal or Chelsea have improved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think they've for me they've no maybe not so much Tottenham because they've got the same squad, same yeah. squad. But Chelsea, no, I don't think. I, th- I think Arsenal they're in transition as well. Um, but Mourinho's 
Are you strange, aren't you? He's got the best job in the world. <laughs> and he's it's mad, yeah. Every every press conference, he looks as if he's got the weight of the world in his shoulders. You know, when, when he first came, it was everything was bubbly, and he was a man. And when he came at Chelsea fourteen well, years aye, ago, aye, aye. Yeah. and he seems to have he's changed now, hasn't he? You yeah. know, he seems dead down, and need, he's always going on. He's need certainly not missing the play. chief executive. No, Edward I know. Ward, is he? I know. He's leaving about one now, isn't he? Yeah, aye. You need players. You need players. You need players. I mean, and Mourinho always done his bit. He always done his business early, didn't he? Uh-huh. He always had them in early doors, you know, so that's that's different for them as well. He's on but Liverpool just now as well, isn't he? Yeah. Just speaks about them all the time. But on that, it looks like the, the decision for the English transfer window to close on Thursday night, August the 9th, three weeks out of sync with with with, uh, with Germany Spain, and Italy uh, yeah. and, and, and Spain, all your other bigger leagues, it's now looking like an act of folly. I think it's a good thing. Well... Everybody knows when it's finishing, you know, so oh, yeah. getting your business done earlier. But it leaves them susceptible to their main players still getting taken ah, no, between now and the end of the month. But, but I don't know, I think they're that rich and powerful that the, once the window's shut in England, I don't think they'll well, be who, 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 Obviously, it's on the club's terms and they want it, but these clubs didn't. What other clubs, in, what other clubs anywhere else apart from Real Madrid and Barcelona can come and take the top uh, players' fee? Well, there's certainly there's, there's, a, there's a resurgence in Italy, uh, both, uh, both, both uh, Milan clubs. Yeah. UV potentially by Bayern They get an embargo on them just now. Well, there's probably five, maybe six. Like you're talking about like your your Hazards, your Pogba's. Uh, maybe Mourinho would want to get rid of Pogba. We don't know. But the thing is, if they don't know what's if they don't know what's coming, yeah. they can't prepare. And you don't yeah. like it as player power. If a player really wants to yeah. kick up a stink the last two or three days of a window, he, he can really force the issue. Uh, I just think if, if Man United didn't get a midfielder in. <laughs> And Barcelona coming for Paul, but they'll just no sell him. Why did they put the, the cannon? Why did they put the, if they brought the window forward? Because the decision they voted on and Jim it White went through. It went through. Mates. I'd run it a yellow ties. Especially this year, you know, because people are away in the world. Cup. Exactly. No, I don't. I don't think. I think as well. I think there was a bit of arrogance down south with the decision makers here because they thought, aye, all other leagues will fall into line with us, <laughs> and they've not. So I think they've left themselves oh, open. It wouldn't be surprised me if they try and. Reverse so it and go back so to the 31st. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday is Thursday's their deadline at 5 there. o'clock for bringing but Peter Lynch, but people can still go out. You know what it's like? You sign the new players in the end of August, it takes them like, September, October for them to get up to speed and, and things like that. I, I mean, I've, I've always thought, get your players in June, July, get your business done early, uh-huh. then you've got everybody in for pre-season. All right, if something special comes up, maybe towards the end of it then. But for me, I would always want... I would always want to you know what I was working with. Why did they know that just to save a few quid? Uh, I don't know. Because it's, it's show business now, isn't it? The, the, the windows is. became show business, you know. Be, see, before nobody bothered their arse about the transfer window, you know, it just came in. But Sky, Sky have kind of made, made, made a thing of it, haven't they? You, know? ah, you, you were saying Thursday's, Thursday's panic stations. Five o'clock. Oh, Thursday's panic stations for us when Frank McAvenny walks in for that kick. We could do your cooking show. Derek Ferguson's up. Frank was close as well. Frank wasn't too far off. Frank did Frank get one out of four this week, did he? Uh, but Derek coming up first week, mate. There you I go. Hard yeah, what was his selection? Well, he chose the Aberdeen Rangers draw. A draw. That'll uh, be good odds. Hibs and Hearts, Hearts, is it? Hearts to one, Hibs to one. And who was the other one? Celtic. Celtic. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I get, listen, 
If it was easy, we'd all we certainly wouldn't be sitting here doing this. We'd all be millionaires <laughs> doing uh, away doing something else, enjoying ourselves. Right. Before we go, predictions: Who's going to win the English Premier League? Simon. Man City. Andy. Man City. Man City. Yeah, okay, yeah. give me three to go down. Who's your three that's going to go down? Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff. Who else came up? Fulham. No, I feel most of up. Cardiff. I'll go Cardiff. Andy, who joined? Well, I think I'm a two. Newcastle, could they find themselves no, a bit I of bother? No, Benitez is too good tactically, I think, for them to go down. I think Huddersfield. Huddersfield, yeah. Huddersfield were really lucky last year, weren't they? I think they'll go down. They don't uh, like watching Huddersfield. No, they're horrible, aren't they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. Huddersfield. <laughs> no, but they're spending... F- it's not as if... They're spending for a few quid, aren't they? They've got 100 right. million, yeah. Right. So who are we looking at? Cardiff? Southampton. Huddersfield. Aye, I think Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. So you're three... Cardiff. Cardiff, Huddersfield, Southampton, and Southampton. Yeah. Andy. Watford, Watford, Watford for me. Because yeah, right, okay, Watford. Watford lost the manager, didn't they? And they, they, they were in free fall after Christmas last year, didn't they? So right, so Watford's one, Huddersfield's two, Huddersfield's my two, and Cardiff. Yes, yeah, so there you go. You've heard it here, here first. There's the boys. Fearless predictions. As ever, don't all rush to back that. Put your money, put on something sensible. Listen, thanks again. It's been a fantastic 45 minutes on the Open Goal podcast. Keeping the ball on the ground in association with William Hill. Our thanks to Andy McLaren and our thanks to Simon Ferry. But most of all, a thanks to you for listening and sticking with us for the last 45 minutes. And we'll speak to you again next week. Take care. It's the new football season and now TV's hit the back of the net. Oh, it's a stunner! As you can get the Sky Sports and Sports Extra Passes half price for three months. Now that's more like it! So, you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport at 50% off and all without a contract. It's perfect! That is world class. Your sport on your terms. Search now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Standard pricing after three months. Further terms apply. Vodafone is now Ireland's largest fibre broadband provider. We've got fibre broadband here in Dublin. Here. Here. But most importantly, we've got it here. Upstairs from here. And luckily here in the next bedroom. So you can wander from the comfort of your own sofa. Curiosity is everywhere on Vodafone, Ireland's largest fibre broadband provider, from €30 per month. Terms apply, subject to availability in selected areas, average speeds, based on Comreg market share data Q1 2020, new customers only, subject to 12-month contract. Offer ends 22nd of November 2020. See Vodafone.ie fixed terms for full terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.